1: Miami, Miami, Miami. It feels like Miami. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Carly And with me today, it's just Mr. Drip Drop himself, Alex Mutuaye. Moose! What's up? Moose, you're muted, man. You my my man, you are muted. The world did not hear your drip drop. You're good.
2: You had me muted. What, what are you, are you doing, doing there, either. drip the video, trap? The video Am I allowed to do that on this show? Yeah, you are. Listen, this is a, okay. we're a family all of right. shows here.
1: A uh, lot to get to today. Welcome to chat. Welcome to our Twitch audience, Twitch TV slash Miami Heatbeat. We love you guys. Shout out to our patrons over there at patreon.com slash Miami Heatbeat, and shout out to our pod listeners. You are awesome, and our YouTube audience. We appreciate you. We read all the comments. We think you guys are hilarious. The YouTube, the YouTube comments like can be a toxic place, but like our community is like pretty funny. And we often share with each other like the, the, our funniest comments and stuff. So keep
2: that up if you're on the YouTube. What you got? People Adam? in the chat are always contributing to the show. But I will say, yes, the YouTube audience, they love Shabon. I mean, who doesn't? Who doesn't? But it's great. They, little, they extra love Siobhan. The comments are a little uh, a little weird. But moving they on. E-
1: they extra love Shabon, But we love Shaban too. Uh, Plant Poppy asked me to take off my shirt. Not today. Also, people love your Marlins hat. Shout out to the OG Florida Marlins, the teal and white and black is probably it's it's a it's that that's a color combo that's undefeated. Moose. I,
2: I wish they would go back to it. I know they never will. But uh, for me, the Marlins will always be the Florida Marlins with the with the F and the Marlin and the black and teal. It's just it's it's iconic. It's iconic.
1: It's iconic. Yeah. uh, Janito says, if you're on YouTube, G sounds old enough to play for the heat. (laughs) That's a good segue to get us into what we're talking about. By the way, chat, if you think that my audio is a little low uh, and Moose is a little high, let us know so that we make sure that you guys have the best listening experience. This audio YouTube comments are a little too Harvey Weinstein for my liking. Uh, Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes they're funny. Sometimes they're creepy. Uh, We love you guys anyway. All right, Moose. So lot went on. So today, I think the big news is Victor Oladipo resigns with the Heat. And we could start there. So today, what I wanted to do was kind of go big picture. Like, where do they land in the Eastern Conference? How do we feel about them? All that stuff. So let's talk about l- let's talk about that. So they bring back Victor Oladipo on what I don't. I don't know if the contract deals are out, but it's, it's either the minimum or close to it. They're up against the hard cap. Not a lot of room left. Uh, Moose, it's such a good buy low move. Worst case scenario, he doesn't. Pan out, and he's never healthy, and it's just a minimum contract. And if he plays to the level that we think he's capable of, he's gonna be a legit like closing lineup guy. Some nights,
2: moves like I think it's like you, it's a win-win situation, and he wanted to be here. I think this is a no-brainer. um First of all, yes, it, it is. It, I believe it's been reported that it's a veteran minimum, so that's that's even more of a reason where it's you know. Low risk, high reward, and and something that we were actually even discussing earlier today in our chat, Gianni, was um, the possibility of holding on to the biannual uh, for the uh, trade, for the buyout, buyout
1: market, market, the
3: buyout market in the off season.
2: season, or for next right. season. But let me hit you with this on Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo, if he can come back healthy, that's like acquiring another legitimate threat at the buyout market to go into the playoffs. Yes. It is all going to depend on health. And I'll be honest, I'm someone that I don't personally think Victor will ever be back to who he once was. But with that being said, how can you not take the chance at a veteran minimum contract to bring back a guy who, if healthy, can be a huge contributor down that playoff stretch?
1: So my thing with Depot is you bring in a guy that's going to give you so much defensive flexibility and a little bit more downhill zip. I think you get some of that with Kyle. I think Victor is a little more explosive. The change of pace is there. Even though he did not play great on offense last season, we saw a little bit of that. He's, you know, he's a zoomer. He, he zips, he zooms, he goes downhill, he's quick, he has bursts. That's something that Miami just doesn't have. He'll beat like one of the more athletic guys on the floor, certainly in the backcourt. And if you're the Heat, you have a lineup that you can throw out against the Nets.
2: Clamps. Um,
1: Yeah, you can throw out Victor Oladipo. You could throw out Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and P.J. Tucker. Now, that's like a defensive juggernaut lineup. Maybe you can sub one of those guys for Duncan Robinson, play Jimmy at the four, go three guards. Like, you could do a lot of things with that lineup, especially against a team like Brooklyn that's really small. They're not going to kill you on the boards. I think Miami would probably like to play smaller teams like that. And if you play a team like the Bucks, as we welcome in producer and co-founder Brian Goins, A team that's a little... Brian Ellisberg, he's been busy this week. Brian Ellisberg has been killing it for us this offseason. Yes, Uh, he has. We're we're talking about the Depot acquisition, and I was about to get into, like, if they play a team like the Bucks, you have a guy like Marquise Morris, who I'm not, like, super high on, but I think that he gives you a little bit of size and a little bit of versatility for those stronger matchups. Brian, I think the Heat, you know, between late yesterday and today had another banger day.
4: Well, the only move they made today was just a little Depot move so far far as we know. Yeah, and then late, it mean that something yesterday. can't happen later in the day. Um obviously there's still three roster spots that the heat can still fill, which is pretty uh interesting. We think one of them's gonna go Udonis, So curious what the other it should go Udonis. Um I wouldn't be upset if he doesn't come back though. I know some people I mean, would we really personally I wouldn't
1: I mean I, I think it's I mean I'm certainly not going to complain but, if he's here. I mean, he he would leave the team in, in good hands. I mean, like there's a lot of grade A, like tough as bolts, motherfuckers on the team. Yeah. I mean, PJ I mean, Jimmy it starts with
4: Jimmy, Jimmy yeah. But Larry's there is a bunch of guys dude. that I th- think they could easily still sign on the vet men. I mean, we have guys like Danny Green still out there. Um, uh, obviously, we just saw the news today that Lamarcus Aldridge wants to come back. We know how Pat Riley feels about him. No, 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 no. keep that <laughs> boy away.
2: No. <laughs> no, I just don't want to deal with the medical issues. Don't, I mean, don't take that chance.
4: But that's the thing, like on a vet min, that's worth a risk, now.
2: <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. No, not for me. Even no. if for he passes on the Danny court, Green is Danny Green is a name that I definitely like.
4: Oh, me too. I want him
2: more I'll than also, anybody
4: else on this. Uh The like, who is available still? That's like my number one target.
2: Danny Green's definitely up there. I also really like George Hill because I'm a that you can He's have. Her. He signed. Ah. Or with the Fuck
1: that guy. I don't want him anyways. Can we get, I want to get into this comment. So Janicho20 in chat says Keith and PJ are at very worst a lateral move from Iggy and Ariza. The hand wringing over these signings is a kind of weird in the light of other improvements. I want to say something about that. So I, I Brian, you know, we've been like pretty consistent and like the fan base has been way too hard on Trevor. Trevor was like a really good kind of plug and play guy here. I know that the three point shooting was a little lower than you want at 35%, but it, Trevor was good here. The Bucks series I don't think is very fair and indicative of who he was. I think that's just a bad matchup for him. He doesn't Yeah, it was strength. just a bad matchup. It's a bad matchup and I think in other matchups, he could be better than PJ it depends on that age. They improved at the top of their roster so much that even if they make lateral moves at the bottom, they get the guys away from their biggest opponent, right? Like getting PJ away from the Bucks is is important. I mean PJ even at his age was bothering the fuck out of Tyler was bothering the fuck out of Jimmy and getting those guys away from your opponents is just a win even if it's lateral it's not lateral because you take away and at their best PJ is at his best a better player than Trevor Ariza and I'm not like so high on Markeith Morris but I think we saw that Andre did not do anything for them on offense and I know that Andre is is a a lot better defensively than than Keith is and Markeith is going to have issues as a small ball five here. And Markeef is going to have issues defending quicker fours. But I think he's here to defend guys like Giannis when they need a little bit of toughness and a little bit of size like Jay Crowder. And if you pair that with Jimmy, you get a little bit stronger with Kyle. That's a little bit better help than Tyler Hero or Goran Dragic. You kind of addition, like it's, it's like the sum of its parts. So I kind of agree with you in a way, but I also, Moose, I think that that's like a super unfair way to look at it, considering that this is more of like
2: I don't know. Like some of its parts. Listen, count me as somebody that wanted Ariza back. I was I was devastated that he didn't come back on the veteran minimum. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa Smallnik says G's Destiny is having Kyle Lowry and Lamarcus Aldridge on the same
1: team he roots for. That would be like that would be so weird. That actually that was like the DeMar thing. Because I like very famously fucking hate DeMar DeRozan. So I'm very glad that the, he dodged that bullet. I'm not a DeMar guy. Um I would have tried to find tag. No yeah, way. Yeah, not an 85. So oh, man, I was looking
4: me. I was looking at like their listed height and weight for both PJ Tucker, Jay Crowder. Um I actually do Trevor Reza too. Let's do a comparison. Who do you think is the shortest between all three? That might oh, be easy. PJ.
1: PJ, yeah. PJ's.
4: PJ's six foot five. How tall do you think Jay Crowder was when he was with the Heat?
1: Six six five, six. I would go six six.
4: Okay, six. Yeah, six six. And how tall do you think Trevor Reza was?
1: I think so. Trevor was like six nine. Yeah. Six
4: foot
1: eight. Look at that. Word now how, okay. how
4: how how weight in terms of weight? Um,
1: oh I, I, I think Jay's the heaviest. Up. I think it's PJ, Jay, PJ. I think J, PJ, then,
2: then Ariza for sure. I flop the, the top two, but yeah, same list. Yeah.
4: All right, Jay's two hundred and thirty-five pounds listed weight. PJ is two hundred and forty-five pounds listed weight. So so far PJ's heavier. So he's really 280. And Trevor yeah. Ariza's 215 pounds. I think more than anything than like listed height, I think the listed weight matters more for playing the four position. Because I, I trust PJ Tucker to play the four even more than I would have trusted Jay Crowder.
1: Let's not forget that PJ played small ball five for the Rockets, and we can make fun of them all they want. They were a second round team against the Lakers that lost, and Westbrook had the injury, but they were playing some absolutely incredible basketball. And I were, didn't know what to expect to, for him to play center for a year. He he balled out. Chat saying PJ a little guy, I mean he he's good and and I don't disagree with chat or like people just in general are kind of low on the moves. I saw David Dufour and we I gave David Dufour shit on the timeline. David Dufour is like a genuinely nice guy and comes on our show and is a really smart dude and and he's a he's an entertainer. Uh, but like he's like yeah he probably like a four or a five seed and like I think that's unfair. And I look at their moves and I can I obviously think that they're a top three team gonna be fighting for a two spot. And they're going to be like legitimately in the mix for a title. But I get if you're a national guy and you're just—I mean, I think it's horseshit. But like, I can understand how they get to a point of they're like, "Ah, Philly's a good regular season team. Atlanta's going to get better. They're going to get back. They're going to get back Hunter. Reddish is going to get better. Trey's going to get better." Collins. So you can look at Atlanta's in- internal improvements and stuff like that. But I-, I don't know, guys. Like, they got better. The Miami got way better. They're way better than their final team. I think like easily. I think that people like really overrate Jay Crowder and what he did here. I think he was important. I think that they've more than adequately substituted for that. Right, Brian? And like, I, I just think that they're, oh, yeah, they're going to be a legit team fighting for a three to two seed in the Eastern Conference. They took,
2: I Sidney think they're a three again. seed.
4: I don't think, I think, I mean, as of right now, I think Philly's gotten worse. We'll see what kind yeah. of moves they might end up making if they trade Ben Simmons. But at the moment, like, they haven't brought back Danny Green. They lost George Hill, so they really lost Def on their team. Um, we're looking right now pr- at Brooklyn. I mean, Brooklyn added Patty Mills, so they probably got slightly better. They might be pushing for the one seed at the moment, which is pretty much. I think as long as they stay healthy, they're they're pretty much slotted right now at, as the one. Um, I would give probably the Bucks the number two spot at the moment, but they did lose obviously PJ, so they, they need somehow Hood. Yeah, they got, they got Ronnie Hood, but
3: you know, but, at the same time, like losing-
4: they lost a really good defender on that team that you know was starting for them for a while in the playoffs. And Losing I think Miami's gone, of all the teams in the East, Miami's probably made the most moves to get better.
2: What you got, Moose? No, I just, I completely agree, Brian. I think they took significant steps forward. And I think getting PJ away from Milwaukee, I, I don't think that's an understatement. I mean, PJ Tucker is not, he didn't probably live up to the season that we all expected him to have last year, but he was still a significant contributor for them, and he brought a shit ton of toughness. Um, I think that's somebody, especially in the playoffs, having on our side and taking away from them, that's a big, big deal. I I, I just applaud the
1: move. There's going to be nights that he's going to be really bad on offense, and they're not going to know what to do with him. And I think we saw in the book series that even as a screener, he gets ignored because he's not a top-side shooter look at his numbers and he's a corner shooter. He's like a very, he has a very specific skill. He plays defense like a motherfucker and he's shoots from the corners. So you can't, you know, Miami runs a lot of actions at the elbow, at the, at the top wing and at, the, and at the, at the key, you can't, that's not like PJ zone. So like, they're not going to be able to run handoff stuff with PJ. Cause you're just going to be able to ignore that or switch that. So PJ is going to be parked in the corner while they run their handoff stuff. That's, you know, the help's going to be easy. If P.J. is not like a really fucking good three-point shooter, we're going to have a repeat of what we have with Iguodala where guys are just going to cheat off of him and split that difference and they're going to take it what they can get. Now, what you have is a guy like Butler who's going to get to the line is going to finish through contact. And if Jimmy's going to get to the line seven, eight, nine times a game, which we know he can, difference maker. Kyle is a burrower, can get to the free throw line, can finish through contact, is going to get guys uh, involved. Bam is going to be more active as a roller, I think, this season because he's going to have a guy like Kyle who's going to be able to set him up, give the pocket pass. Miami's going to be able to run more of their fun sets with movement before it was kind of tough and you get to keep Duncan. So I think there are going to be nights where PJ is really frustrating and where you're going to be like, this guy fucking sucks. And they're going to be nice. where he's going to be really good. And I think that when you get guys moose at that price range, that's kind of what you get. You're not going to get like a dude that's going to, you're not going to get a fucking 26 year old who's going to produce for you every goddamn night. I mean, even Bobby Portis who went for the fullman level, is like has his fucking warts. That's what's available at that price range.
4: Bobby Portis went for like three million. He didn't go for full mid low. He didn't go for yeah, the no. full mid
2: low? Did he really he sign know. for he just took, three million? He took less just to go back. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Miami. Bobby.
4: Miami offered him more and he still took less to save Milwaukee because I don't know. He loves Milwaukee because they gave him the key to the city. That's wild. Okay. You're, you're hissing again. What is this going yeah. on? What is oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I I, I, I gotta fix? There
4: we go. Look, uh, PJ, I, PJ Tucker has a seven-foot wingspan? Yes. Yeah, I didn't
2: realize yes. that, but that makes sense for why he can make up for his short that's, size. That's why he was playing the five, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I will say, G, to your point, and it's something that we talk about constantly, and, and, and granted, I'll follow into it sometimes too, but it's so amazing what fans build up in their head. Like, to your point, G, of course... He's not going to be the perfect player. Look at what we're signing him for. You know, like these guys, you have to be reasonable with what your expectation is and, and what the market value is for some of these guys. This could also be said for um, in um the Kyle Lowry contract that some people are saying you overpaid for it. That's the fucking market. He's getting paid what he should be getting paid. Same with Duncan Robinson. Like people build up these narratives in their head that are just, fucking crazy yes thank you thank you kerner kid i've been trying to get that on screen for you <laughs> kerner kid said
1: pj built like a 2k by career corner special
2: i love that <laughs>
1: <laughs> carlina says that geez you should change your avi to failed usb cables <laughs> listen i'm getting it, i'm gonna get a new usb cable one day it's coming off chat saying that your seven is going off again right now uh, front court of the future your seven bam I heard Max Strews is
4: just letting it fly right now. Yeah, Strews is that's loose. That's good too. Spirit seven is loose, and like Miami's heard, be able to... Marcus Garrett had five steals in a preseason game. He's, he's
1: can looking we nice. talk
2: about this? Because I actually think that our last couple roster spots, we're watching them in the summer league. I'm not well, he's so be, convinced he's that we're going to be a two ways. Gonna yeah, be some okay, okay, okay.
4: he's okay. locked for a two-way player. I told you before he even started playing these preseason games. Not yeah. preseason, the uh, summer league games. That He was going to be a lock because he was that good in college. I'm surprised he didn't get drafted. I know you watched a lot of college basketball, but yep. I've seen a couple of Kansas games. I knew he was a good defender. I didn't I realize he won, he won defensive player of the year until, um, until the Heat signed him. And apparently, he could have won last year if it wasn't for da- um, Davion Mitchell.
2: Look really good too. No, um, D- Davion night. Mitchell was oh. the defensive. Davion deserved it. That was my favorite guy. But in the draft. He's
4: one, and this guy's like just almost as good as him as a defender. Undrafted.
2: Yes. yes, shit, man. No, I I couldn't believe he went undrafted. It was a huge pickup for Miami.
4: So <laughs> yeah, do uh, yeah. to no, buy a new USB cable.
1: Yeah, fez said it back. <laughs> so Brian, uh, so do um is your seven on a? Does he have a, a contract? He's not like part of the the, the roster. Oh, right now, let right? me.
4: So, actually, I need to do some research because I saw he was on a contract last year at the end of last season. That's how they picked him up. They signed him. They
2: renounced Yeah, they renounced it, but with the intention of, I believe, re-signing him again to another two-year he's, deal. He's probably going to get one of the roster spots. So he's yeah. probably going to be. Yes. He had,
4: they have yeah, two spots t- left. So, he had a two-year deal. His second year on his deal was uh, non-guaranteed for this year. Um, they waived the I don't know why, I don't know why they, they waived him before they saw him play in summer league. I'm not sure exactly what their reasoning Probably was for that. Unless they, yeah. well, the thing is they're not really clearing cap room. If they're giving him a minimum contract, it's the same minimum contract they would have given anybody else. Um, yeah, I mean, even if they give like a 10 year veteran, a minimum contract, they they all get in terms of how they hit the cap, their cap sheet. It's a, they basically bring it down to a two-year um, like two veteran, which ends up being $1.66 million. So,
2: so there's not that much of a financial reason. No,
4: there that. wasn't a financial reason, in my opinion, unless they want to give him like, a longer deal because he's that good.
2: Uh, can you remind me again, is it two or three years for a contract in order to hold someone's bird rights? Three. Three. Okay, so hypothetically... Chemically,
4: they already have one with him. Even though he didn't okay. play. But They have one.
2: Okay.
1: So I'm, putting up, um, I'm so, putting up a poll. Yeah. Uh, that's Keith Smolnik asked me. Uh, last roster spot. Uh, Yurt7 or Udonis Haslam? Uh, I put Oh my God, Twitch don't poll. do that to me. I put that on the Twitch poll. Well, I mean, they have three left, so probably Yurt7, UD, and then probably one more minimum guy uh, if, if UD comes back, which makes sense. And then they get, took a couple of those guys on two ways um, and somebody asked Miggy they'll asked by when should Depot be expected to be ready I saw the latest was February I think that was Shams who said that and obviously these guys are getting stuff Shams from the said, they I, I, I didn't them every see Shams say anything week.
4: about it I saw Barry said say I,
2: I think,
1: I think Barry said March a blue check mark yeah, said Barry. February
4: Barry said something Officials said latest March um, but yeah. he said basically either late December Early January through February. And then like he put another tweet and said, like, some heat officials think it could be March. So literally anytime between like probably Christmas till maybe a month before the playoffs. Mm-mm.
2: So bubble wrap him till April. Bubble That's wrap him, say.
4: baby. So so, so I, I wrote gone. back to Barry six to eight weeks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's good.
1: <laughs> That's classic, dude. So uh, our poll is uh one fifty-one to four, you're seven winning. Jesus Christ. What? Yeah. Man. So wild.
2: Come on, man! That, it should be that, UD. That's that's a terrible. Twitch chat, poll.
1: Twitch
4: chat's brutal, dude. <laughs> Twitch How chat's old like, is UD now? Yeah, I just voted. Forty. Twitch Did chat's like. UD has,
1: UD has a little bit of gray on the beard. UD's like fifty-eight. No, he's it's definitely 20, over forty. It's bro. UD's like,
4: forty-one. Come on, what are we doing?
1: Yeah, he's still in his prime, people. Deadman looks older than he does. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Listen, well, UD's a, in better
4: shape. If it came down to getting a guy that could literally like play a stretch five position, possibly next to Bam or UT at this point, I'm leaning towards the stretch five project at the moment. I'm sorry, guys. Tiff you. stretch your...
2: five project as that opposed hurts. to somebody who had a perfect stat line last year. I mean, look at his numbers. He was great last year. I'm 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 all in on he the last. He played spot. one game. But he dominated in that one minute dominated. or one game. That game. But that should be his last at the game play. Look stat line.
4: That should yeah, be the last game. That, that is the way for him to go out. Unless you want to change the But he already got won ejected. three rings.
1: Maybe he sees... Maybe I he's want him like, to I die I know, die on that way out. bench. Can
4: he not take Chris Quinn's spot? Like, what, what, like I don't understand.
1: I don't know, man. It's, it is funny, though. Um, I, I would like them to go young with the last couple spots. Because, I mean, listen, a lot has been made. This team's old. And I think filling stuff in the end of the bench with some guys that you can give you can give some run. And and I've said this before, Miami has done a consistently great job at finding contributors out of nowhere. Duncan Robinson, and like I'm not even saying like guys like Gabe Vincent and shit. I'm talking about like legitimate, real difference makers like Tyler Johnson, Duncan Robinson, Hassan Whiteside. Like they pulled these guys out of thin air. Right, yeah. like we can talk a lot of shit about Hassan and all that, and like he deserves like a lot of that flack for kind of how some of the stuff went here. Your stuff won the poll one fifty nine to seven, but Miami pretty consistently like got contributors and like t- chats like Tyler Johnson. This isn't G. Like, I mean, he got paid like too much money, but like the dude was like a he came good out of nowhere, basketball, a yeah. good basketball player that helped them. They were he was he, a rotational player for a team that was competing for yeah. an eight seed. <laughs> like, it's not like he's I mean,
4: Duncan Robinson literally just signed the, the most or most expensive or biggest contract out of any undrafted player in NBA history.
1: It, and this goes yeah, back it was a to, new UD, record. to Bruce Bowen. Like Miami's good at Ray that, for Alston. Right? Ray for Alston. So like you look at these guys that Miami's That's gonna take team. swings at. And let's be honest <laughs> with you, the Heat the Heat <laughs> knew what they had in Patrick Beverly. They just couldn't
2: sign him. Uh, I'm still upset about that. They one. had him in camp. They knew No, and man. they and they they knew that he was, you know what he was, what he could be. It's just that team didn't have time to, to develop a rookie. They did not. Because he, he, he
1: came in the league two years later. So it's not yeah. like he was ready at the time. And Miami really needed like all 15 of their spots for like guys, especially, you know, with, with the injuries and stuff that they had. So like they consistently know who the fuck is good and their scouting is incredible. So one, of, one or two of these guys may pan out. You know, last year, you know, Gint, Vincent and Struess, you know, eh, rotation players. You know, we'll see what, what Gabe does this year. I saw Christian tweet out that he's okay, Christian Hernandez. Like he, uh, he's okay not getting a backup point guard. And let's see what we have in Gabe. Give Gabe those reps and come by time, you get a, uh, or deadline, you get a backup point guard then. But for now, give Gabe the, the run,
2: give Tyler the run, and let's see what you really have. Well, not, not Tyler, but I'm fine with Gabe playing some point guard. I, I, I actually trust Gabe. To handle the offense for, for short sport uh, short sprints and moments and all that. I, what I've been really impressed with is his run with uh, Team Nigeria. Uh, it looks like he's taking a little step forward, and I'm excited to see that back uh, in our lineup. Yurts has so, 15 points in the first quarter. Yo, chat is going wow. crazy for your. I mean, let's. If I mean
1: again, this is just <laughs> a really tough, Yurt's give the season. Fuck. But if if he's like can legitimately like survive for 10 12 minutes. You get a little bit of lineup versatility. You get an innings eater in the regular season that you can play next to Bam, that you can play without Bam. You I mean, like they have a guy, man. Like they just find dudes. They find dudes. And 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 I'm I'm not worried about them filling out the back end of the roster. Like I, I probably think they're out for guys like Millsap and stuff like that. I would like
2: Lou Williams. <laughs> would you guys would you guys want Lou Williams? Moose? Oh man, I'm so conflicted on it. Would I love Lou Williams for the content? Yeah. Uh, do I want Lou Williams mentoring Tyler Hero? Eh, I don't know. <laughs> you already have gonna, a Lou this, Williams. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this to Twitch poll. Yeah, I, I I
1: very I very consistently compared Tyler to Lou Williams. Brian, would you like Lou? If he
4: was pretty much the only like good Guard out there. Yeah. I think he's like third in my list. I'd rather have JJ Redick before him, to be honest.
2: Yes. Um,
4: and then I personally my my favorite right now is Danny greenstone Until he's signed. That's that's the guy I really want to fill the other guard or even he can play small four. That's the thing with him. Like he can can play the wing. So like he can shift them around, which is awesome. And obviously, like he gives you that three and D element, you know, next to Tyler. I'm assuming Tyler's probably gonna play a lot of point guard minutes outside of Gabe. Off the bench, I think is fine. I just don't want him starting. Um but yeah, until like victory comes back, that's that's gonna be like your backcourt for a while.
1: Uh nine or nine or twenty-eight says Lou Williams and here off the bench together is a nightmare defensively, which yeah, I mean and Atlanta I to, yeah. Atlanta in the playoffs was rolling out Trey Young and Lou Williams, and they were miraculously surviving those minutes uh, in a way that... I will say Lou shot
4: the ball very well with Atlanta, and I'd be surprised that they really let him go, because it seemed like he had a good fit there, a good roll. Um, He shot 44% for them for that second half of the season after he got traded, and he shot 43% in the playoffs from three.
2: Well, well, I am surprised that he's still available. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I would would roll the dice on him just because you can get a creator who can create off the bounce, who can shoot off the bounce, who can we we'll just get straight up shoot. Uh, I I don't think that with him. I I think that they may not be able to offer the role because I think for sure you you know you have your 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 two guys Duncan and, and Tyler yeah. starting Duncan and Kyle starting. I think you want Tyler to be like the first guard off the bench who's getting reps, and if Lou is your fourth guard with Gabe as your fifth. I don't know how Lou feels about that. He's at a point in his career that it's probably the best role
2: for him, but maybe he feels like he can contribute a little more. So, I mean, I I like him as a fourth guard. My only thing, and this kind of goes back to what Brian was saying, why we prefer Danny Green. I think what we need more than another guard off the bench is another wing defender. They they need a a wing, like straight up. They need a wing. Not even like a
1: wing defender. They just need a wing to do stuff.
2: Agreed. Agreed. So that's like, if we're talking about, we can only choose one of what's left because we got, you know, your season taking a roster spot. We got UD taking a roster spot. So if we we can only get one more, get me the wing guy. Uh, And that was not a reference at Lou Williams. So Fez butter
1: asks how many first round picks can the heat trade this season? I believe it's one.
2: Yes. One opens up at the start of the season.
1: Yeah. Because you, you have the seven year rule. Now, if they remove protections on the thunder pick you're I think it can be up to, two to three and if they get their pick back they have whatever the max is because they'd have all their picks back but so right. the last pick that they owe that's not theirs is that thunder pick it's a 2023 pick so the heat will have a draft pick this season um all right yeah i'm already mocking season. it baby let's go baby and then next season they will not have they will oklahoma city will have that pick unless they're a lottery team miami or protection care room. so that's to answer fez Butter's question. I have a, you know, I want to talk more broadly. I have a question for both of you guys. I asked, by the way, I asked Chad, do you want Lou Williams? Uh, 78% said Lemon pepper, yes. Uh, And then 22% said no. Not shocking. Uh, Not shocking. Uh, Listen, I like him. He's fun. Uh, And the memes. Think about the memes,
0: guys. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: So, I'm I, I want to pose I want to pose this question to to both Moose and Brian and Brian, you can go first here. Okay. Who do you think improves more as a player? Not who gets not who's better, but who takes more of a step of improvement? Duncan Robinson or Bam Adebayo? Uh, I I've been listening to a lot of Duncan's podcasts. It seems like
4: he's trying to do a lot of uh, movement work uh, like off the dribble, trying to get to like a mid range spot. So he has a counter to three pointer. So I, I like to see him try to score a little bit more. He averaged about 14 to 15. So if he can get to like 18, that'd be awesome. Um, that would
1: be crazy. <laughs> I, I think,
4: I think it's possible. I think he can probably get back to shooting um, up to about 43% from three because he shot about 41. He shot 44, um, you know, the year before. So he probably can get down to about 43 and and probably shoot at a really good efficiency. So I could see him still making a bit of a leap and defensively, I know he's working a lot on just, you know, being better at moving his feet, you know, so he can you know stay in front as much as he can. Obviously like he's not athletic. So he's trying to work on those limitations to his game. Um, But bam, obviously like he's playing with the Olympic team. I think you're starting to see a little bit more out of him in terms of like, believing in himself. Um, I saw him shoot a nice mid-range shot against Spain. Look fleeing like he didn't even hesitate, just took it. So I want to see more of that. I think we we will get to be able to see more of that um, with Kyle Lowry now on the team. So he averaged 18 last season. Let's say he averages 22 to 23, just like Siakam did um, that first year um, when he made an All-Star team. I think that's possible. And if that's that's the case, Bam's easily an All-NBA player. Hold on,
1: wait. Right. <laughs> Miguel says, Duncan can afford a great trainer now.
2: Yeah, yeah. hopefully. That's um, yeah, true. A couple of things there. One, excellent analysis. I don't know who you picked, but it was great. I, ch- I chose you Bam. Said. I chose Bam. Okay. Okay. Uh, it, Bam, I, I mean, I I'll I'll choose
4: who's going to make all NBA. Duncan's not going to okay. make all NBA.
2: Because I'm, I'm picking Bam, but that's, that's fine. Uh, also, the second thing, I love that you started off the analysis by saying, I've been listening to Duncan's podcast. He says he's working on this. Listen, I say a lot of shit on this podcast. Doesn't mean I'm going to do it. Uh, My answer is... Never trust a podcaster. Yeah, never trust a podcaster. My answer is Bam. And really, it's because of Lowry. The uh, the biggest thing that Bam was missing besides some confidence is... uh, Is is a true point guard. Somebody that's going to set him up to get him. Give him a fucking pocket pass. Yes, man, for real. Make it a little bit easier for him. I think this is going to open up Bam's game tremendously. And I think it's also going to take some pressure off him, you know, mentally too. Um, I do think there was, and we talked about this a lot during the year. I think there was a lot of little brother syndrome with with Bam. Where when he's on the court and he looks over at uh, yeah. at Jimmy and he knows it's it's just him and Jimmy. And that pressure of having to be the second guy, I don't think he's going to have to feel that anymore knowing that Lowry is there to take some of that off of him. So I'm expecting a really big season from Bam this year. And frankly, I'll be disappointed if we don't get that.
1: I thought the question was interesting because I think improving as a star, it's kind of like an asymptote where you get closer and closer to an axis. But the closer you get, the harder, the the less of the curvature that you have. and, And it's like almost infinite that you never touch. And I think Duncan has a lot more room to improve, but Duncan's also like a very specialized player, right? Bam has a lot of things he's really good at, and I think he's elite at a couple too. Duncan's like special, best in the league at times, kind of skill at, at certain skills, but not, I do he doesn't have a, as much in the bag. So for me, I'm like, if Tyler, if Duncan can improve his defense a little bit, which he did, by the way, and, and I think Andre being in his ear all season, because I, I know that he's actually talked about the importance of Andre there and how he'd pick Andre's brain and, and he and leadership and all that. Um, but I think Duncan has a little bit more room to grow. And I, I think my biggest concern with this team is I think the answer to this question is going to be Duncan. And like Tiffany in our chat said, it has to be Bam. If Bam doesn't take that leap, then yes. everything that we're talking about doesn't matter. Like, I think as long as Jimmy kind of, you know, steadies the
2: ship on his play. I mean, he had a, an all, he had a career. Yeah. Since the year Jimmy last year. had a phenomenal season. If, if Jimmy is Jimmy, well, we don't have to worry about that. I, it's it's to, to steal his point. Stay, as long as he's stabilized, as long as he's in between his first season yes. and that season,
1: I think they're fine. Um, I think uh, they have to hope that Kyle is stabilized from last season. I mean, he could probably decline a little bit and it won't matter too much in just certain areas. But I think for the most part, you know, and Kyle's been like, Really, last year was really the first year ever he had any kind of dip in his play. He's been like a model, I think Zach Lowe said this, a model of aging. Uh, But if they want to be a team that is great, I think Bam has to take a legitimate step. Not, I mean, the stuff we talk about Lowry, I think his numbers may go up a little bit because he'll have kind of a built-in feature of like, yeah, I'm I could be a legitimate role threat. I can have a little bit more spacing. If Jimmy and Bam are in a pick and roll, and you have Kyle and PJ and Duncan, now you have a little bit more spacing than if it was Andre and all that. Uh, even Jay Crowder, who people used to help off of all the time, he'll just have way more space. But in terms of his skill set, I, I think he'll improve. I don't know what kind of leap he'll make. And I think that's, to me, my biggest question.
4: I will say there's going to be a lot more pressure on them too. Because their contracts are now kicking in, and you know in Bam's case, he's he's going to be expected to play like a max player. Obviously, last year we were kind of upset with him at certain points, but he was still on his rookie contract. Now he's going to be on that max deal, so there's going to be a lot more pressure on him, on, and as well as Duncan too. And you're signing an 18 million dollar contract; you're going to be expected to kind of live up to it. I mean, he personally has already because he's shot the ball so well. But you know, there's gonna be a little bit extra pressure every time they make a, make a shot or make a miss. Or so, like personally, in my opinion, that could make or break both their seasons. Because if they try to force too much, like Siakam did when he signed that max deal, too, it, it it could it could be bad. <laughs> oh no,
2: hold on, let's Brian, I'm so, when, hold on, I'm, past- Brian, I'm so glad you said that because my biggest fear with shooters getting paid is that then it's going to weigh on them mentally and they're not going to be able to re- uh, replicate that same success. I'm not saying that's going to happen with Duncan, but I'd be lying if I said that hasn't popped in my head a few times. Like He's going from almost nothing to a record-setting contract at $90 million. I'm yeah. hoping that doesn't get into his head too much and create some shooting slumps.
1: So a couple things. Shout-out to Vanehype for the gifted Tier 1 sub to Omar Yuth Seven. Uh, I that's my favorite bit of vain hype. He just gives subs to either heat players or heat opponents or heat beat. Him. It's, it's very funny. I love that. Um, two, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be too worried about that with Duncan specifically. Also, like with with Siakam, he got paid and then was really good. Had the All NBA season. So last season was the year that he had the dip. But he had that was that was year two into the contract. He was he was they paid him after the finals run and the year that um the first year he got paid he was all NBA second team. So. I don't think that's as common. I think that was more of a Hassan thing. And I think we all have a little PTSD with Whiteside. <laughs> um,
2: but you're talking about the uh, Utah Jazz backup center? Is that who you're talking yeah.
1: about? Cote. That is so funny that he ended up there. So it's really funny that he ended up there and then Drummond ended up in, in Philly. Like these centers that all have beef with each other and now back each other up. It's kind of funny.
2: <laughs> it's it comical. Funny. It's like their agent said, what would be the funniest place for you to sign? John Kennedy's like, let me fuck you <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that, that's
1: <laughs> that's kind of there. So let's let's talk a little bit about. I want to get a little bit into the heat offense and a little bit in the heat defense, and then we'll, we'll get our way out of there. By the way, the heat are winning their summer league game right now against the Warriors. Your seven is going off. We love to see it. Let's start with. I'm start trying to find ESPN.
4: a box score. Does anyone know where I can find a box score? Because it's not on ESPN for whatever reason. It says zero uh, zero on my end. It might be, you might get one on the uh, NBA uh, app,
1: the NBA uh the I'm, I'm struggling app.
4: to find one. I want to get some updates, but I can't find any.
1: I remember when I couldn't find a damn box score for the Nigeria-US game because I wanted to propagate Gabe Vincent's night. Uh, no, not even on the official app. It's just the finals game. Anyway. Well,
2: I know the game's on ESPNU if you want to tune in. 41-31, to
1: 31, Miami's up, Golden State. So, Ooh, gee, you're going to cry. Why? What happened?
4: Kyle Lowry just posted a really heartfelt message to Toronto on his Instagram account.
1: Do you want to read it? Oh, uh,
4: gee, are you sad? It's really long, actually. <laughs> okay, never mind. You can share it. No, we can share it on chat. It's, it's, it, ooh, Oh, yeah, the first no. sentence alone, man. Oof.
2: Let me read it. I'll read it. I, I want to read it. it are, are they leaving the key under the mat for him? <laughs> Wait a
4: second. It just says, thank you for everything, Toronto, Canada. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Peace, no I saw, yet,
1: I'm going east. There's Oh, wow, there's this, like, is, like, this is, this is a lot. Oh, yeah, swipe. oh, wow, this is like, this motherfucker wrote a five-paragraph essay. That was an, expo- some ex- an expository essay. My, my man's ready for FCAT. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Jesus. Oh, never mind.
2: That's long. You can find that on your own. What did you say, Moose? We're a Miami Heat podcast. We don't need to read that yeah, out I mean, loud. Is, let's, I, let's keep it. I'll, I'll
1: read that and cry on my own.
2: Crowd, crowd doesn't want that. G, you can read it and cry about it later. It's fine. Just yeah. you know, send it to us in the group chat.
1: So let's get into some of the stuff with the Heat offense because I, I want to get into a little bit of the offense, a little bit of the defense, and I think offensively they haven't really solved their all their problems. I Last season, their issues were low free throw rate, bad shooting, little rim pressure. And I think two of those things are correlated. I think the free throw rate and the rim pressure are, are almost correlated, and I think the shooting can feed off of both of those right? because you kind of want in and out. Miami played side to side. They played a lot of East-West, not North-South, and they really they were looking for three-point shots and then the second option was going to the rim. It's not going to the rim and then looking for three-point shots. So I think that was part of why Miami's offense was bad yesterday, last year. I don't think Kyle immediately 100% takes him from the 22nd or 18th worst offense to a top 10 offense. I, I don't think that. I think he probably gets him up to 13th. I think that he does improve a lot. I don't, his downhill rate is not James Harden esque. He does get to the rim. He does burrow. Uh, he can get to the mid range. He has a lot in the back, but it's, he's not, you know, a constant like Westbrook like pressure on the rim. That's just not who he is. He will help, but he does a lot of other things that will help their offense. Jimmy has to burrow and, and barrel to the rim that he has to. That is also on BAM. Those guys need to get up to at least both of them. I think I had eight free throws a game. Kyle has to get to 5 or, or 6 or whatever. Like they they had an issue where they were not getting to the line and they were not getting to the rim. And you it's hard to have a good offense without those things on top of having bad shooting. So what did they do? They added some shooters, right? So PJ theoretically is a shooter from the corner. You bring back Duncan, right? And Markeith is not a shooter, right? And Deadman is a reluctant shooter. I mean, he's shot it well one season, but, but not not really a lot. Miami loves to run their handoff stuff. I Nothing that they've done this offseason would indicate that they're not going to run the same offense they have for years. They're going to run their handoff stuff. They're going to run their empty side horn stuff. They're going to have a lot of movement. They're going to have a lot of cutting. They're going to have a lot of pin downs. And that's how Miami's going to run. They don't have an elite high pick and roll ball handler. They have Kyle, who's really, really good. But that's not like when Dwayne Wade was here, they ran a high pick and roll offense and they spread that shit out. That's not what they have here. And they're going to still move and do all that stuff. So Moose, I guess my question to you is, They still need a guy who can get a bucket at the wing who could shoot. Other than that, I think that they did as well as they could have for their offense this offseason. They're going to have some issues, like I said, with Markeith and stuff like that. But I think for the most part, you got to be
2: happy in where their offense is going to be. I think, realistically, they did everything they could to improve the holes that that you just mentioned from last year's offense. Now, granted, uh, Kyle Lowry is not... You know, CP3, uh, Mark Keith Morris is not uh, fucking Kevin Durant or whatever. Like we didn't we didn't fix everything. OK, but we took significant steps forward. I keep saying that this team is going to be much more consistent, which was my biggest issue with the Heat team this last year. We didn't know what the fuck we were going to get every single night. I can already see the identity of this team on paper. If that translates on the court, watch out because this shit is gonna be fun to watch. That's a team of dogs right there. That's exactly what Miami needs.
4: No, well, that's somebody? one thing that we saw all season. I know you guys complained about it a lot on Hangover Time. Is that the team played soft for the most part? So I feel like they are gonna be that team that that's gonna get into every single matchup and just irk the shit out of every single opponent. Aggressive, yes. They're gonna be they're gonna be awesome uh, in the playoffs. I think that's the, that's like. That's the mold that you kind of want of a Pat Riley team in the playoffs. You're going to fight and scrap for every single loose ball. They're going to just grind out every single possession to the point where their opponents can be tired by the time the fourth quarter comes. And then that's when they make their run.
1: Oh,
2: dear God. Kind of worked for them in the the bubble. Absolutely. Absolutely, Brian. That's exactly what worked for them in the bubble. And to Gianni's point, um, being aggressive and driving to the basket and getting to the free throw line. All that's gonna do is open up your three point shots as well. So it, it's gonna be a significant jump um the all around for everyone. Helps your defense, um helps prevent,
1: you know, you not to get offensive rebounds and stuff like that. Like it, it's just getting free throws just helps in every way. But yeah, got asked where did they rank in free throws? Last year, they ranked 21st. Uh so not, not, your- not good, Bob. <laughs> not good, Bob. They were really bad at turnovers. They were they were the 17th, they had the 17th most turnovers um that's, that's
2: unacceptable
1: so kyle's yeah. gonna help them take care of the ball too i mean their rebounding stuff i, I think is going to improve with lowry as well that's the other issue that's not so much an offensive thing so I, I, they're just they were the worst offensive rebounding team in the league last year uh that's that's to no surprise to anybody but that's fine they were the second They were the second worst excuse me golden state was worse defensive rebounding they were about 19th i think if you can get your defensive rebounding to middle of the pack. And as long as you're not the worst, like even if you're not offensive rebounding, as long as you keep your defensive rebounding stabilized where you're not giving up the second chance points, I think you can survive if you're not getting them. Deadman's going to help because Deadman only played a little bit last season. So I think he'll help a little bit on that end. But their offense is going to be better. Their offense is going to be better. It's just how much better because the defense is going to be, I think, really elite. And the last thing on the offenses that I'll say is Kyle Lowry is a better offensive player than Goran Dragic. Now we all know what he is on defense better than Dragic, but he is a much better player on offense. He's going to be able to shoot off, off the dribble
2: handoff. He's going to be yeah. Able your to webcam doesn't off. doesn't agree with you. I
1: know. Listen, I know, man. The fucking, the fucking <laughs> I don't
2: webcam. know if I totally agree with you on that point either, to be honest. Now maybe that's just my like my Homer. I'm I'm I love Goran. You know. So uh, at his I'm best, always...
1: Goran was probably a, a better a better isolation player because of the step back and what he added. I think Drogic at his best was a guy who was much better in the open court. Yeah. Um, Drogic at his best is a better finisher. So like Cardellina asked me, gee, what is, what is Lowry bad at? I think that's kind of the point. He's not really bad at anything. That's why he's good. He's like really a Swiss army knife of like, I'm good at everything on a fucking basketball court, right? He's a good rebounder. He's a good defender. He's a good shooter. He's a good finisher. He's a good free throw shooter. He doesn't turn the ball over so much. He's really smart. He takes a lot of charges. He doesn't get posted up. Like he's just very, very good at all these things, right? Maybe he's not like the best scorer in the world. Like he's not like a top 10 scorer and he's not a top 10 shooter, right? Like he's not a 40% shooter. He's like around a 37, 38% shooter, but that's still really good, right? It's not elite, but that's good. And that'll help you survive. And you can't help off that guy because A, he's going to trigger and B, if you close out too hard, he's going to get you. So yeah, he says. So, oh dear God, said he's bad at on-ball defense. That's just absolutely not true. That
2: is just absolutely not true. And by the Ooh. way, that's how. Yeah, the, and they had him I, defend
1: Steph Curry one-on-one in in no, the final.
2: Yeah, I, I I don't know that much about Kyle Lowry, but I can tell you he's a very good on-ball defender. He's incredible. He's a, he's a dude played a, fucking defense
4: better than everybody else in the All Star game.
2: Yeah, yeah, dude, dude, dude was, dude was killing it. So
1: I think that's a good pivot to their defense. Um, so defensively, they were. You know, what's funny is that we talked all that shit about the offense and the offense sucked. And I could say just as much shit about the defense. And the defense was a top 10 defense. They were they were the 10th ranked defense. They were seventh for much of the year. They're like point two away from the seventh ranked defense, which is just insane. Right. And it was Jimmy and Bam carrying a bunch of corpses to, to the end. The problem with their defense is they had to over switch. So they were giving up a lot of rebounds. And we've talked about that a lot when. You know, your guards can't, their guards couldn't stay in front of everybody. And everything, every issue that they had defensively stemmed from their guards, Tyler, Kendrick, and Dragic could not stay in front of anybody. So when that gets compromised, you have a couple of choices. You either are very susceptible, you have to switch. So Bam is now on the guard. And what happens when Bam switches? Now the big's out of the paint and Miami plays small. So that backline guy is, there's a, there's a guard on a big. And even if they're not posting him up, they're getting killed on the offensive rebound, which is why their defensive rebound percentage was so piss poor. The other thing is, if you don't switch that, or if Bam gets beat now, or if your guards get beat, which is what's happening a lot, now you have to help from the corner. Because Miami's offense is the built-in read. is to stunt from the corner. And what you do is now you, you're letting teams get into the paint and kick out the shooters. Miami was, I think, the second team in, in best like, allowed field goal attempts at the rim. They were preventing shots at the rim but they were were dead last in field goal percentage at the rim. So their corner three defense was really bad because they had to help from the corners, right? So that's an easy pass swing. And if that guy, so that kind of got better when Jimmy got healthy so that he would stunt in and able to close out, but that's still a swing, swing, and then you get an open three. Miami's a really good team in rotation, and and they had a lot of smart veterans, and that's why they were able to patch together a a damn near seventh-ranked defense. But Moose, those are their issues. Kyle addresses that. I think at the four spot they were a little small in terms of like strength. I thought Ariza did a good job. Ariza was really good with their traps. I'm not sure we see many traps going forward, uh, but I think that let's start with the Lowry stuff. I, he just improves where they were with their weakest. Totally agree. Yeah, I
4: said a <laughs> lot of words. I'm so sorry. There's there, there yeah. was a great question. Um, as you were doing that whole ramble speech thing, which I also zoned out too. I don't even know what you are um, saying, man. I was trying to find the game. I'm sorry, yeah, here, like... I
1: have a lot. I had a lot I wanted to say, and and, and you know, I really, I really got it in there. Exactly, Fez. Fez exactly. Fez Butter says, "This is what we typically tell you to stop and kick him out, but we can't now, so this is going to be a very long season." Listen, one, I am on hanging um, time, and uh, there are no rules.
4: There was a guy on chat. I can't find his comment because it's so far up, but uh, he's asking, "Are you now going to keep watching Raptors games? What's what's going on for Raptors fandom?"
1: I, I, I actually, like that's a good question. I'm going to watch them. I mean, I, I like the team. I, I like the guys there. I mean, I don't tweet about him because he Twitter bullied me from tweeting about him. I'd stop. Good. I'd watch, like, like, you know, we, have, I have lead paths. So like I'm watching the games, you know what I mean? Like I'm not watching every Raptors game, but I'll watch like a good 60, 70% of of Raptor games, especially during the week. Um, you know, sometimes I'll have the heat game on and then at halftime, I'll, I'll switch over to a Toronto game or if they have the West coast cap, I'll, I'll do a double header. So, I mean, I like them. So, I mean, Sorry, but I mean I don't tweet about him because everybody gets mad at me.
2: That was a so that's that.
1: Yeah, that's, that's 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 my spiel on the defense moose. I don't know, um, you know
2: the. No, the I, I is, agree with everything you said. Kyle Lowry is good. I like it. Is there anything you worry about? Like, <laughs> do, you, do you worry that maybe? I'm, I'm right now. I'm concerned that we don't have that backup wing. That it's it's very concerning to me. It was something that I, I was very adamant about during the season, too. We didn't have DJJ. I know people, I people stop talk Stop with shit. that. Stop. People talk shit. We did but not have the, the wing here. defender on the bench to bring us energy. You need that. Yeah, but it's he's it's supposed he, to be KZ, but I don't trust him. <laughs> no, but, but, but I don't trust him either, Brian. And I agree. It's supposed to be KZ, but where the fuck is he? Now, what I am excited about is your season – which the chat says is blowing up. I think he's going to help on offense, defense. He's already averaging, what, 18 rebounds a game? Like, this guy's going to be a fucking all-star for us. Let's Have go. a footer, baby. Uh, they're up for It's halftime right now. Yeah. yeah halftime.
4: You're at seven. Six for 11, field goal. One for three for three. Two rebounds, one assist, 17 points. And my boy, Garrett, my boy Marcus Garrett, my boy Marcus Garrett, he has two steals. Yeah.
1: Okay, okay, so Ira, Ira Winderman tweeted out, uh, Omar, your stuff is not under contract with the Heat. He can be signed by any team at any time. He'd have been poached during Summer League before Willie Reed left for the what Nets. What the little fuck,
2: little. Ira? Can't he not let us enjoy this game? Ira's trying to get on her high, man. They would rather get on the phone
1: right now and be like, yo, my guy. Off the full biannual. Deal? Yeah, yeah, fuck that. I don't care. You, you take him. Don't let that man walk. Do not let that man leave the arena tonight. Andy, fly over there. Or maybe not. It's not safe. Delta's scary. Whoever's there. <laughs> yeah, Who's no, coaching the can't. summer league team? Is it we is, it, is it Quinny? It.
2: Uh I think Karan Butler. Is it Karan? Is it Karan and Quinny? I know I know Karan is there.
1: Chat, let me know. Uh chat, let it's me know. Key uh, smart. It's Key Smart. Is it Key Smart and Key Smart? No, Malik yeah. Allen. No, Malik Allen.
4: I mean what am I saying, Key Smart? <laughs>
1: yeah, Key Smart doesn't work here anymore. He used to. Yeah, they all yeah, they all, all look the same, Brian.
4: They're all former backup oh,
1: That's what they are. Oh, it's, oh, gonna
4: one, it's gonna be
1: Udonis one. It's gonna be one day. Oh dear God says uh, Andy ain't flying Delta. <laughs> that's not what I meant. <laughs> yeah, that's I didn't
4: realize, but they're probably doing bad in business
1: right now. Who Delta? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I saw the other day. It's like now there's like a Delta Plus variant, and I I tweeted out of my other kind of account.
2: Yeah. <laughs> these they things. They got an now. They're <laughs> named
1: like Street Fighter sequels. Like, you know, Street Fighter Delta Plus, that's 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 fucking crazy. Um so you got to sign him for a subscription. So we talked about this at the top of the show, defensively, like what Depot gives to them. I know that he'll be available in February, but he's another guy that you can throw. And and you, you have another guy at the point of attack. And you could really put Kyle and him together in the backcourt, you know, with Jimmy, Tucker, and Bam. And you have a really nice lineup. And we talked about that earlier. It's very switchable. I'm sure that Bam will be able to play and drop more when if they can contain dribble dribble penetration. I'm I'm excited, man. I think that they have a ton of shit. Um, Moose, I think they have a legit playoff roster too. Absolutely. Like, so right now you have Jimmy, Bam, PJ, Duncan, likely starters. Then you have Oladipo, Hero, Morris, and Deadman off your bench. Now only. Two of those guys don't shoot. And I don't think that they're going to play together very much in, in Morris and Deadman And then your starters, you know, Jimmy and Bam don't shoot. But I think for the most part, Lowry, PJ, Duncan, Depot, Hero, at least are not awful shooters.
2: So while you don't like, have. Of, of course it's a playoff team. Like, it's.
3: No, a, no, no. To, yeah. I'm not to asking. Break that, it down. A, and, re- yeah. Okay. That's so a. That's a I'm, I'm saying that they have a like,
1: legit playoff like rotation. That's a, that's oh, a yeah. nine... That's a
2: nine man rotation that you trust. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that is a rotation that SPO is comfortable rolling out today for the game on the line. Like this, this roster right now, and I keep going back to this thought it's everybody we wanted at the deadline. And we didn't give up who we thought we would have to give up to get any one of these guys. We took significant steps forward. This is a good. This is a great offseason for the Miami Heat. I applaud Andy Ellisberg and Pat Riley and Brian Ellisberg for putting this all together and getting us there because what they pulled off this offseason, it, it's not something that should be overlooked. They are a much, much better team. A few things. Leif, not, not Leif's not reporting this, but Leif said, I imagine that the Heat are drafting up
1: the contract to year seven as we speak. So
4: they, they had one. They took it away for whatever reason.
1: They have it. They have it. The other thing I want to mention, Brian, is let's not forget that this team had... They got off Deion Waiters, James Johnson, Tyler Johnson, Kelly Olenek, and Hassan Whiteside. And now they have Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, PJ Tucker. That's crazy. If you had told someone at the time that that's how that would turn out, in the midst of that hell where people were saying that Miami is... The albatross, they're so stuck in the middle. They're in cap hell. They don't have their picks, blah, 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 blah. Look what they did. You can never, ever, 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 ever tell me that a team can't get out of a bad situation. You can And I don't give a shit if you say, glamour Market, this or that. You can't get out of a situation if you have a smart, dedicated front office that fixes their mistakes. And I, I tweeted this earlier, Brian. Good front offices fix their mistakes. Great front offices Make their change their mistakes into banners and parades, and that's what Miami's doing. Brian, I'm talking to you. Yeah, he's not listening. I'm watching some clips of your seven man. Holy, why shit, do you this have good? Why, why do you have your phone case engraved? Let's talk about that. It says BG because it was free, it was free engraving. So, why, why, why wouldn't would you, I? That is so why would it's like, having your, it's like having your last name on the jersey? Like, that's so corny. I'm gonna ask Twitch Chat if that's corny. I'm going I'm not gonna put corny. A poll. It's cool. It's cool. No, it's and just not. because
4: you don't like it doesn't mean it's not cool. Corny. Just like it's I don't like corny. the Raptors that doesn't it cool. make it any less cool.
1: Corny to engrave your phone case. Let's see. I'm gonna put yes. Quick, let's let's get a quick poll in because we're, we're we're kind of running out. Chat. So Kerner Kid says not corny. So that that's that's a, that's a good let's ally. Think? He says in case in case he loses it.
4: <laughs> that's another good point. Hey, if you ever ever lose it and lost and found, that's an easy way of, to say, hey, my phone is the one that has BG in the back of it.
2: Yeah. You're 60% Unless, okay. you know, of course, Boy George shows up, then you're fucked. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so man, that's so the, true.
1: as as that poll happens, um, a couple things on the way out. Was like the out? <laughs> no, I, a couple, I want I want to get to I want to get this poll at a place where we go. Uh a, I, I want we want Winslow back, correct? All of us want justice back?
2: No. I would. Well, I would you take suck him back. Right. You
1: would have three
4: players that couldn't play because they'd all be hurt. Bro, I don't give a fuck. I want him back. No, I get it. But, Come I mean, on. you
2: know, it's family. At this I point, never, every I roster is unfriendly.
4: Like, I mean, Udonis isn't going to play much or any. Uh, we know Will is not going to be playing for about half the season. So, yeah, I, I kind of want the rest of the 13 guys to kind of still play. I don't trust Winslow to be that guy. I'm sorry to the this says no chance. It was free. Brian would hundred percent paid for that.
2: Engraving. <laughs> that is, say, man, man.
4: I mean, go look it up. Mason. is, Wait, Sabre is more about it. Oh my God. Oh, um, anyways, I didn't pay for it. You guys did. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks
1: to our twin subscribers. Um, our opponents in the conference got worse. A lot of them, the Celtics, look like they're asleep at the wheel. Brad Stevens and Daryl Morey have not woken up yet. I don't know what's going on. The Celtics also hilariously re-signed Cantor uh, after they unloaded a pick that became Desmond <laughs> Bain to, to get off of him. And then they re-signed him for like, was it part of the MLE or something? Or the taxpayers MLE? Bad move. Yeah, so that's fucking funny. Daryl Morey asleep at the wheel. I don't know what the fuck's going on there. They signed fat-ass Andre Drummond. The Knicks get the corpse of Kimba Walker, which the Heat already like absolutely handed ass to him. Uh, when he was a better player, so I'm not worried about that. They also gave a ton of money to Derrick Rose. I don't know what the fuck the Knicks are doing. The Knicks have like totally punted on getting better.
4: Well, apparently uh, they gave they gave all those people like team options on the second or third year of their deals.
1: Yeah, the Miami so Knicks. they're
4: they're they're mimicking Miami strategy. Yeah, so Miami. I I I bet they would. Try, I don't think they're going to get anybody still because fuck poverty franchise. Poverty but franchise. they're going to try to they're going to try to do like a sign trade like we just did for Kyle Lowry or, or try to sign one somebody outright. And he's a fucking luck. genius for those, luck. for those team options. I mean, I don't care, but good luck.
1: Andy's a fucking genius for those team options. Um, wow, this has never happened before. Corny to engrave your phone. 50% of the audience said yes, and 50% of the audience said no.
3: Whoa! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.